series only on Lance J Plus. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Studios. Isaac Palmer on the Lance J Radio Show. We do have Lance J with us and some special guests. I've got Marcel that is calling in. And I've got a special guest that I'm just going to hold out in the wings for a second uh, and bring him in later. But first, I want to tackle a topic with Marcel, who has spent a good 15 years in the mental health profession, particularly with kids and adolescents. Uh, on the administrative side, he's not a clinician, but he has seen a lot and heard a lot. Marcel, are you there? I'm there, Isaac. All right. So I have I have been spending a lot of time thinking about these school shootings and uh, and, and the national discussion that's going on around uh, this uh, applying a mental health solution uh, to, to this problem. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's a, that's a broad one, my friend. Um, <laughs> the, it, it, it kind of pains me to hear the discussions, I guess, from my perspective. I've, I've been doing this work for probably actually close to 25 years in the uh, mental health uh, business. And I think one of the things that immediately jumps out to me is that there's, there's just two different standards. I, I think I'll just try to speak to, I guess, the mental health piece as a whole. I, I think it, it can be dangerous for us to, because something irrational has occurred, to uh, um, directly connect that then to a mental health diagnosis. Uh, somebody shooting up a school is irrational. I get that. Um, but it, it takes us down this road of trying to find an answer to ir- irrationalness. <laughs> and yes, that may be a chemical imbalance in the brain. That could be a mental health issue. It also could be um, some behavior that's been promoted uh, within our society and from an environmental perspective uh, that takes someone to an extreme decision. And those two things do not necessarily correlate. It doesn't mean necessarily uh, that that kid, that that adult, whomever's involved, has a mental health issue. Um, what, what I have always found to be fascinating as we talk about this directly related to school shootings is I've always felt there's a bit of a double standard. It does seem to be that if there are people of color, um, if it's a kid that does the shooting, I think people are more accepting of man. That that kid just wild out. And black and and brown people are more prone to violence. Yeah. I mean, just right. So there's just, there's just no willingness (laughs) to accept that sort of reality that there is a mental health concern. If it is a white person, um, then there seems to be an openness to, you know, well, where, how, where is our, what's wrong with our system? Society's and fault. how can we better diagnose? How can we better evaluate? Video and games. So from that perspective, yeah, you know, Jay, I, I think, I think we just go in very, very different directions based upon skin color. And this yeah, is I no know. different. I, I like how you call it an, an irrational decision, irrational yeah, like actions, which, which has plagued both communities for decades. I right. mean, black people, black kids, boys have been done, doing irrational things. But yet when white boys do it, right. here, here come the resources to, 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 to fix. Yeah. When we have been needing the resources uh, for, to, to help us, you know, to get to more rational decisions. Well, for, even if, for you, a while. if you think of the drug epidemic when it was, you know, it was cocaine and crack. In yeah, the 80s yeah. in West Baltimore, it's because, you know, those are those are a bunch of animals 
when it when it hit the suburbs and it hits West Virginia and, and some of the more Appalachia, uh, Caucasian communities, oh well, it's a it's a societal issue, you know, crystal meth and stuff like that. So it, it's really you the know, same Jay, thing. that the, the the piece that jumps out to me around that too is that anytime we're having those discussions, not to get too far off track, but it also I'm always impressed by this idea that the oppressor is the one that gets to decide where history oh, begins. Oh man. And so if you if You're you have any of these conversations like we're just discussing, we're, we're, we start the conversation not even accepting the reality of even where the irrational behavior might have begun. Wow. And that's separate from the issue of mental health. So, yeah, if if, if I feel like that um, the the government, which has been documented at this point, helped to drive drugs into the inner city right. as an effort to support international wow. interests, well, you, you started to create the problem, and then you were also frustrated with the irrational behavior. But I digress a little bit. I think, again, from, from a mental health perspective, Isaac, I think we, we just have to be really, really mindful that the issue of mental health is one that we need to deal with. I'm glad to talk about that. I get a bit more anxious around directly making the connection of school shootings and always thinking that those two are the same. Well, and what's most concerning to me is mental health ha already has a stigma attached to it, already has a stigma. And now we're adding another negative stigma is, oh, and we're going to use it and we're afraid you're going to shoot up a school. Uh, but in your in your experience, uh, especially working working with kids, mental health resources is a tool, of, if applied correctly, that can be very helpful in setting a child off on the right path, uh, whether it be five years old, ten years old, fifteen years old, um, is, is that what you've experienced in your in your profession? Man, kids kids are moldable. They are they are moldable physically, mentally. The earlier you are able to engage in any aspect, for the mm -hmm. most part, when it comes to kids' development, the better opportunity you're able to really make long term adjustments. Um, uh, one of one of my favorite. Uh, programs that I used to be able to lead was a program that focused on early childhood social and emotional development. And so we were able to begin to tackle both environmental trauma as well as um, uh, chemical imbalances, literally from kids that were age zero up to, say, fifth grade. And one of the things that was always amazing to me is that if you looked at the outcomes that we had within that population, you're talking about an opportunity to have a significant impact and even transitioning many of these kids out of what we would call special education or mental health programs at rates of 60, 65%. Now, listen, I know for many of you all, if you're not familiar with mental health, 60, 65% may be a D for you. And so you may be like, what are you talking about, Marcel? But the reality is, as it relates to the mental health environment, that is a huge yeah, number. Yeah, that's, that's uh, that is awesome. A, huge number. But if you see the interactions in my experiences of working with adolescent populations, quite frankly, those numbers are far lower. I mean, you're, you're kind of clapping your hands and patting your team on the back if you're seeing 35%, 40% of significant outcomes, hmm. if, the, if there is that level of delay of when they start to get support. So I just, you know, again, it, 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 it's no different than when you first feel that tweak in your Achilles tendon. Oh, boy. <laughs> If you get that little tweet, maybe you should go get that checked out right. at that point. Um, because if you wait and you fully rupture it, it's going to be a much longer road. You'll be on the, the cart. The mental health story is no different. 
You gonna Love be on the analogy. you gonna be on the card, and I, as someone that's torn their Achilles tendon and had and had that tweak and ignored that tweak uh, and ended up tearing it and and had to be on the cart and be on the slide board and all of that. I I know that from experience. I I got a question. I know that uh, we have uh, another guest coming in that's going to join. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, Marcel. I followed your career. I've known uh, you for a long time and followed your career as uh, me, you, and Isaac are all people that have worked in healthcare and, and worked at varying executive levels. Uh, me, mostly on the health plan side. You and Isaac on the hospital side. I've always admired about your career because when I when I came up through the hospital system before transitioning into managed care. All of the leaders, the the VPs, the C-suites that they put at the mental health hospitals, those places were, were a revolving door for talent. Like it was just almost impossible to keep a good leader because there's so much stress, there's so much pressure, there's so many things that you see that, that, that necessarily someone that's at a typical outpatient clinic is not privy to or someone like me that's finance that's sitting up on the 20th floor. I, I just wanted to salute you because people that lead these mental health institutions, they put so much of their heart and soul into it and it's, it, it creates such a, another downstream uh, impact and, and list of issues beyond just the P&L. Can you give us some some wisdom and some things that, that have helped you to lead through? Because you're dealing with typical issues that, that someone at the executive level would, would be dealing with, but you also have those mental health aspects and people that are truly uh, dealing with, with dark uh, darkness and demons. How are you able to persevere in that environment? Man, well, I appreciate the love, Jay. I mean, I think the reality is probably some of it does start with just the inherent nature of, of being a black man and growing mm. up in an environment, quite frankly, where the expectation to excel and, and do more with less is just a given. Mm. It's not even really something that we spent a <laughs> whole well lot put, of time That's well put. Uh, bemoaning. It was just, this is what it's going the to be. status quo for uh, us. You're going to have to right. be, you have to be better right. to get the same. I think the fun part for me as it relates to mental health, uh, Jay, is that it, it gave me a sense of passion uh, in an area as well. Mental health is a classic part of, of, of health care where there's already innate disparities. You don't get the love and the attention, the funding, the resources, the parity and for mental health resources. So even from that perspective, it almost kind of drew me to it, mm. um, even though I will say I fell into it. I wasn't looking to be a mental health administrator. But it drew me to it because I found the causes to sort of be like-minded, if you will. That the fact that I was going to be able to help particularly serve a population, regardless of the skin color, that we're just not getting access to the level of resources. If you look at commercial plans, which I know you're familiar with that, and you look at the way that they're structured, and you look at the resources and dollars available to the average person who may have a full insurance package, those mental health resources are limited. You're going very, to pay a lot more out of pocket. Very. Um, and so on top of maybe within our community, we already struggle with that sort of stigma of I got to be bigger and stronger and therefore I don't need those resources. If you do get through that lens within our own community and they say, I am interested, I do want to take care of my brain the way I take care of the rest of my body. Now you got to still deal with some of the economic factors. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.
Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Classic sneakers I had. Patrick Ewins. Oh, the Ewins was hot. The, 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 the blue, orange, and white. Got those. Yeah, yeah, got a yeah, fresh yeah. pair. You got to bring those into the studio. You gotta, you gotta bring and those I got the studio. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Adidas. I didn't even know that he had a shit. What? And I got the Stan Smith. I'm telling you, these I don't even ones, know what a Stan, Stan Smith is. The Stan Smith, the green and whites, the official color. I got the official Pumas. The red suede, the blue suede. Official Pumas. Classic. So, we're Classic. Hold down. up. Hold up. The first Air Force Ones. The Dunks. The Flights. Uh, what else was, was crazy? Uh, uh, the Hibachis. James Lewis. You talking about the Harachis or Hibachis? the Hibachis? I call them Hibachis, Harachis, okay. whatever. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It feels so good to be cared for. Back up now, just a little more. The feeling someone's always there. Just to show how much they care. The feeling you're not alone. Now she's a part of your home. With so much to protect each day. Caring goes along. 